Hello, my good friend. Today is Monday. I hope you have a beautiful week. And this is Dan Jones with a quiet talk for you. How do you experience yourself? That may sound like a funny question, but it's true that we experience ourselves in a particular way, very often much differently from the way others experience us. What makes you, you? What gives you a sense of meaning, of self-worth? It is built into every one of us that we want to feel that our existence on this earth has meaning, that we make a positive difference. We want to believe that things were a little better because we were here. Many people get this feeling of worth from their job. Their identity is wrapped up in what they do for a living. When we meet someone for the first time, we often ask them what they do, as if that was the most important thing to know about them. Of course, a lot of people hate their jobs. They work because they have to make a living, but they just endure it. They don't find meaning in it. Often, these folks find meaning in something else, perhaps a hobby, something they do on their own time that they enjoy. Many find meaning in a cause of some time, some kind, uh, charity or maybe even politics. Of, of course, there are people whose identity is wrapped up in their family, their spouse, their children. I'm sure you've known someone who, because of certain negative experiences, usually in those primary family relationships, feels that they're not important and they just don't matter in this world. They don't think they have an identity that is worth anything. How many average people do you think spend much time thinking about the big questions of life? How did I get here? Where am I going? What's it all about anyway? Listen to these wonderful verses from the first chapter of Paul's letter to the Ephesian church. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the Beloved. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Those last two words make up one of the most important phrases in all of the Bible. Now, if my Bible software program is correct, Paul used that simple phrase, in Christ, 73 times in the 13 letters we have from his pen in the New Testament. Everything about your spiritual life, and that includes your self-image, what makes you significant, is bound up in Jesus Christ. When you obeyed the call to follow Jesus and trust in him for your salvation, the Bible says that you were adopted into God's family. You are now in Christ. When you were baptized as a new convert, you were baptized into Christ. So what does that mean? What I'm sharing with you today is perhaps the most wonderful news you could ever hear. When the Bible says you are in Christ, it is saying that Whatever is true for Jesus is true for you. Let that sink in for a minute. Whatever is true for Jesus is true for you. 
I'll just touch on some of the things that this means. It means that you share in the holiness and blamelessness of Christ. Nobody is holier than Jesus. He lived a sinless life. And now by faith, since you are in him, you share that holiness. It's not based on your stellar performance, but on what Jesus did and on what he gives you freely through faith. Being in Christ further means that you are adopted as a son or daughter of Almighty God. Again, remember that this wonderful new relationship is only yours in Christ. Now I want you to focus especially on that word, beloved. That's what Paul calls Jesus in Ephesians 1.6. God loves his son Jesus. When he spoke out of heaven during the earthly life of Christ, he always said, this is my beloved son. He emphasized his eternal and infinite love for his one and only son. That may not be surprising to you, but what is amazing is that through faith, we come into this relationship in which we share that love with God's only Son. We are loved and accepted in God's beloved Son. We are not treated like stepchildren. We are loved by the Father just as He loves His own Son. I have to admit that as I typed those words, they seemed too good to be true. Down deep, I thought, is that really true? According to the Bible, yes, it's really true. And what's important for you to grasp is that this relationship with God through Christ is the most important thing about you. It is infinitely more important than what you may do for a living. It is more important than your hobbies, how much money you make, or what your peers think about you. And let me say that this truth about being in Christ is infinitely more important than whether or not your parents gave you the love and nurture you needed as a child. Now, I know this is very hard. I talked, I've talked to a lot of people in my years of ministry who had unfortunate family situations growing up. Perhaps there was abuse, which is psychologically devastating. Perhaps there was a sibling who was obviously favored, or perhaps there was just plain old neglect. These problems are extremely difficult. But I believe with all my heart that even in these tragic life situations, God can bring healing and genuine love and acceptance. When Jesus Christ laid down his life on the cross, he took upon himself all the sin of mankind. That includes the sin of abuse of children. He bore that awful sin. And the prophet tells us in Isaiah 53 that by his wounds, that by the wounds that Jesus bore, we are healed. He took all the pain all the hurt, all the abuse. Somehow, as he hung there at Calvary, he experienced all the suffering of mankind. And because he suffered, we can be made whole. Perhaps someone listening to me was not loved by a parent. Maybe you had a father who was cruel, even physically abusive. 
right now. Cry out to God. If you can, find a place where you can be alone and literally raise your voice to God. Repeatedly in His Word, He invites us to cry to Him. Say to Him, God, I don't know why I had to go through what I went through. It wasn't fair. It hurt. It has damaged my life. But I am crying out to you, Jesus, for healing. I've heard that you experienced my pain and abuse on the cross. I believe that through your suffering, I can be healed. I believe that God loves me with an undying love. Please heal me right now, oh Jesus. My precious friend, I believe that if you call on God like this, that he will answer you. Please do it today. God wants you to know why you are here to know Him as your loving Father, and to find moment-by-moment joy in this wonderful relationship. It's why you were born. Heavenly Father, I thank You that You have loved us with an everlasting love. I thank You that You sent Your precious, beloved Son, Jesus, to bear our sin, our pain, our rejection, our hurt, our sin, to bear it away at Calvary, and to through Jesus, that we might be adopted into your family and be loved just like Jesus is loved by the Father. Thank you for that. Make that truth real to my listeners today in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, dear friend, for listening. I appreciate all of you so much. It means so much that you uh, take the time to listen to these little talks that I uh, work on and pray over and and I tried to deliver you uh, uh, twice a week. And God bless you. And please pray for our church at uh, Bread of Life Anglican Church. We meet uh, on Sundays at 10 a.m. at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. It's the American Legion Hall there. And if you don't have a church home, we'd love to meet you if you live in this area. May God bless you. And if you want to contact me, my email address is father.danjones at outlook.com.